two weeks behind on my infusion. Uh, so I get that Tuesday, and that will help. Normally, I'd be able to kind of bound up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't just scamper up there. <laughs> I'd move a lot quicker if I had the infusion, but the weather kind of messed things up. So four weeks. It's supposed to be just two weeks. But. <laughs> I'd just be staying downstairs. <laughs> Yeah, those say, those uh, those were cool looking, but they weren't practical, were they? <laughs> this morning, I want to want to talk about uh, how the Word of God will comfort us, and uh, there, I believe that there are scriptures that uh, are certainly more meaningful to us depending on what's happening in our lives. It's all relevant. Amen. It's all God's word. But if you were to ask which verse in the Bible was the most comforting, which one would you, uh, would you choose? How would you answer that question? Um, as you can tell, I'm going to wait and give you the scripture here in a little bit. One person might say, I was in trouble and, uh, and in need, and I went to the Bible, and I read the words, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The great shepherd led me out of trouble. Another person perhaps would say, Sorrow came to my heart, and I could not find comfort. But when I listen to the words of Jesus, where it says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But especially that, that, that section in that, in that passage, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My heart was comforted and, and the darkness literally fled away. Another perhaps would say there was a time when I felt that the, the entire world was against me. My way was hard and, and rough. And then I felt the presence of someone and I heard a voice saying, Lo, I am with you always. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Then my heart was lifted up and I, and I found a peace which passes all understanding. Another good verse. Still, another person might perhaps say, I was in the deepest and darkest recesses of sin and I knew I was on my way to a devil's hell. And then I heard the word and, and, and the spirit of the living God moved upon me and convicted me and revealed to me the one who was hanging on the cross was there for me. And I heard him say, 
him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. And I came to him in the free pardon of sin, and he saved me from my sin. But beloved, I believe that many of us would say that Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, if you will, turn there. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 is the most comforting verse in the Bible. It may not be for you, but it is for me. Jesus looked upon the multitude. If we look at the text and we see in, in, uh, uh, in Jesus had previously told about Judgment. He foretells judgment, and, and, and then he answers the question that's asked, uh, who is wise? And then he gives that great invitation in the Bible, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. But especially that section, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In other places, the Bible speaks about rest. Resting in the Lord And as we read this verse and we hear the very words of our Lord and our Savior, we get an image, an imagery, if you will, beloved, of this picture of a man who is toiling under the hot sun. Another man stands over him with a rod and he is beating him And urging him to go forward. It is a taskmaster, if you will. And he is, uh, if, if we understand it correctly, he is like a slave. And the taskmaster is beating him and, and urging him and forcing him to move. And he struggles under the impossible task before him, which is his. And then a big load is placed upon his back and his shoulders. And he feels that he is surely about to succumb to the, to the beating and the ridicule. And the anguish of his pain. And he's going to die if relief does not come. And and this happens all through the day and into the afternoon as it wears away. And the shadows of evening start to fall. There is still no rest. And he thinks to himself, when will this all end? There is no rest, there is no food, there is no drink, just a weary step, a struggling step, one after the other. And then all of a sudden, there comes another man, a, a greater man, a bigger man, a stronger man, a mightier man who chases the oppressor away, chases the taskmaster away. 
And he lifts the large load off the man's back. And he holds him. And he comforts him. And he soothes his brow. And he gives him drink. And he gives him sustenance in the way of meat and, and, and bread. And he lays him down so he can rest. Heals his wounds. And says comforting words to him. And as he has led this man to that quiet place and bids him to lay down, this kindly man is a picture of Jesus. And how he comes along and he chases away the evil one. And he takes his place becomes our Lord and Master as well as Savior. Not sometime down the road, but He is Lord and Master and Savior of our lives. But we see a difference. As the Scripture tells us, where it says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and you shall find rest on your souls for my yoke. My yoke, Jesus says, is easy, and my burden is light. Yes, beloved, these are the sweetest words that we find in the Bible. For us as Christians, it should be sweet. We were once walking according to the course of this world. And our father was the father of lies. And he oppressed us. And, and he hurt us. And he maligned us. And, and his burden was, was almost unbearable. It was. And along comes sweet Jesus. And gives us hope. And peace and comfort and rest for our weary souls. And he says to us, this is what you will receive all the days of your life. When the going gets tough, I'll be here to give you rest. We see, first of all, the need for rest. As we look at this verse from the very lips of our Lord and Savior Jesus, it does not exclude anyone, does it? It's certainly fit for all of us who, uh, who are, are, have been lost in our sins. It's fit for those of us who are now the recipients of His free grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to do for us what we could never have possibly done for ourselves and we are living in, listen beloved, we, we need to understand that even now as I speak, we're living in the most uh, restless age that the world has ever seen. I know people said that 10 and 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 and even before some of us were born. In fact, even before any of us were born, no matter who you are. If you're the oldest person within the sound of this preacher's voice, your fathers and your mothers and your grandparents and your uncles and aunts years and years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, they were saying the same thing. 
When will there be rest from this weary world, this pilgrimage that I'm bound to walk through? And the same answer comes. It's Jesus. There was a time when people were content with things as they were. People used to, our ancestors used to ride in wagons. For that, for they had the wagon, they just walked. And then came the buggy and then the, the automobile. And now we, we have jet planes and and for before it's all said and done, we may be we may be uh, flying through the sky. You know, don't say we won't. We, if the Lord tells is coming, there's no telling what's going to be happening. We've got we, Glenda and I were talking this morning. She was pointing out how their cars. You just push certain buttons, and the car will park itself for you. I mean, will will parallel park for you. You don't have to do a thing except push the button. That thing's smart enough to do that. I don't trust it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Beloved, there was a time also when people would go to church and never be in a hurry for the service to end. The singing would last an hour and then someone would would stand and preach uh, well, first of all, that someone would stand and pray. Some Baptist deacon would stand and pray for 30 minutes, and then the preacher would get up and preach for an hour. And I'm not saying we ought to go back necessarily to those, those days and times, but the point is we've lost something. And we're weary because of it. There is no rest. We're always in a hurry to get nowhere. It was a day when people took all of that and they came back that night for more. I know I'm OG, original gangster. <laughs> Y'all know what that means. <laughs> I love that. I, I've adopted that. I'm an OG. Uh, some might say, well, you, uh, is that old and gray? No. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like it the way it used to be. I know, I know, I know, I'm a fossil, uh, but that's okay. But now we want everything, we, th- we want everything regimented. We want everything prepackaged. Yeah, what was it, uh, what was it I was commenting on, you know, boy, we're, we've gotten lazy. Dude, what was that thing I was talking about, Glenda, where you... Well, oh yeah, park in the car. We've gotten so late. That was it. But it's also people, all these, you know, you can order these highly expensive uh, prepared meals where you, all you do is, 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 is flick it with your finger and, 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 and it just cooks itself. <laughs> so most that way. We don't know how to labor and toil and work hard and, 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 and then stand back and say, my God is good. Look how he allows me to use my mind and my hands and, and, and the resources that I have. But yet we can go to a ball game and sit on a hard seat in the cold and rain 
But we can't come to the house of God and worship because we're always in a hurry to get nowhere. We need rest. I can see the disciples doing like a lot of people. You know, and and uh, telling Jesus to make his message snappy. You know, today we want preacherettes who preach sermonettes to Christianettes. That's not original. That millions of preachers have said that. But isn't that true? What would we do if 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 we were transported back into the Old Testament days where they would stand hours upon hours and they would listen to someone reading from a scroll? And I guarantee you, if someone started complaining, mm-mm, they were told to shut up. <laughs> David said in his heart, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, that I would fly away and be at rest. We need rest. We too often feel this way. We want to get away from it all. So Jesus comes along and he says, Come unto me, all you that labor and find rest in me. All you are heavy laden, come to me. Not only is there the need for rest, but the ability of Christ to give rest is evident. And we see it all through the pages of God's writ. He had the ability to create the world and and to heap the mountains uh, and scoop out the place for the oceans. He had, beloved, the ability to create man with a mind and a voice and a heart and a soul. He had the ability to heal the leper of old as recorded in the New Testament, to give sight to the blind and to bring the dead back to life. God had that ability. He had the ability to feed the 5,000 with a few loaves and fishes. He had the ability to steal the raging storm and quiet the waves of the sea. Surely then he has the power and the ability and the wherewithal to give us rest, to give his people who are burdened, who are careless, who are sin-laden, who are depressed and distressed and oppressed, rest. Not only is there the need for rest, but the ability of Christ is always there to give us rest. But thirdly, the persons who are invited to this rest, and listen carefully to what I'm saying, he invites those who are burdened with the load of sin. You have sinned. We have all sinned, the Bible says in Romans 3, 23, and we fall short of the glory of God. But he has brought us to realize our lost condition at some point, and we cried out from the depths of our burdens, 
soul, what shall I do? And Jesus then said, come unto me and I will take your burden away. I will cast and remove your, I will remove your sins and cast them as far as the east is from the west to remember them no more. Do you believe that? Oh, what a comfort to have such a savior. What a savior. What a restful situation. He invites those who, whose sin is conquering them. There are some who, who are, are slaves to sin and they're, and we're, in reality, we're all servants or slave, bond servants or slaves to something. It might as well be Jesus because the burden he puts upon us is an easy one and one we don't mind bearing. I don't want to be a slave to any one human being in this world, do you? I don't mind being sold out to Jesus. I don't mind being purchased out of the slave market of sin and transported into the kingdom of light and glory where my service to my king and my master is easy and full of pleasure and joy unspeakable and full of glory. He invites those who are being conquered. If you're fighting with some sinful habit, you need to turn to the one who can help you, who is greater than yourself. And Jesus says, come unto me and I will help you. He invites those who are burdened even with sorrows. Even as we speak, there are those that we know, perhaps it's you, were burdened with sorrow. And every person at some point in time in their life experience will have sorrow. And they will have a burden that will literally break their heart in two. But Jesus tells us, and especially for those of us who know Him as Lord and Savior, we can come to Him and we can find comfort in the burden of our sorrow. Because we do not have a Savior who is careless and who does not care about us, but He feels and empathizes and sympathizes with all of our infirmities. He is the great physician who, if He doesn't heal us immediately and now in this life, He will ultimately heal us. Because we belong to Him. Listen. In many old cemeteries, you can walk through them. Glenn and I, we're weird. We like to visit cemeteries because you can learn a lot. In many old cemeteries, the ancient tombstones would read, Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. How true this is, beloved. And Jesus will ease our sorrows right here 
and now if we'll just lay our burden upon him. He invites those who are burdened with doubt and unbelief. Jesus, our resurrected Lord, did this in the life of Thomas and also in the life of Peter. And, in, and, and he'll do likewise with any of us who are the beloved. He'll, he'll bring us the kind of comfort in our burdened life of unbelief. Yes, he will. We need rest. Jesus has the ability to give us rest. We've seen the persons invited to rest. And then finally, how can we find rest for our weary souls? Again, we're reminded how Jesus simply says to us, Come unto me. A simple invitation. Come unto me. Don't vacillate. Don't, don't put it off. Don't, don't say, well, i got to get better before I can come. Just come as you are, like the hymn says. Come, and I will give you rest. Now, beloved, I don't care what your theological perspective is. That's an invitation for everyone. Come. Just come. Not to a church, not to a priest, not to a Baptist preacher, not to a creed, but to Christ. A certain man had a daughter who was unable to walk. She'd been crippled by a certain disease all of her life and she was unable to take one step one day the daughter's father came home with a package for his wife and he asked the little girl where is your mother she's upstairs replied the little girl And then the father told the little girl that he had a package for her mother. And the little girl said, Daddy, let me carry it up to her. And the father responded, Honey, you can't, you can't even walk. You can't even carry yourself up or take yourself up. And then the little girl said, but I can take the package, Daddy, and you can carry me on your shoulders. Yes, beloved, I don't care what we're going through. When we let Jesus bear the burden You take care of all of our inadequacies. He'll take care of all of our sins. He'll take care of all of our fears. He'll take care of all of our enemies. He'll take care of all of our doubts. He'll be strong when we're weak. 
He'll be faithful when we're not. Yes. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. We're not going to have a formal invitation, but the invitation is open to anyone who wants to come. I'm going to ask that we just stand. No musicians, no singing. I just want us to stand and reflect upon the goodness of Jesus. For just a moment or two in silent prayer, if someone wants to come and pray at the altar, you may. If someone needs to come and talk to me, you may. If you need to call me or call Brother Terry or Miss Pat or someone that you trust. But here, I'm here to tell you, we don't have the answers Jesus does. Just ask Jesus, whatever your problem is, ask Jesus to do for you what you could never possibly do for yourself. That goes for salvation, that goes for rededication, that goes for a, a, a sin issue in your life, that goes for an unforgiven heart, that goes for financial struggles, that goes through marital problems, that goes through depression, that goes for depression, that, goes, that covers every gamut, every single Every single issue in life, Jesus has the answer. And he'll give you rest. Yes, 2,000 years ago, Jesus stood before the restless multitudes and he cried out, Come unto me and I will give you rest. As we stand in his presence. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For having a purpose for each of our lives. For having a plan. We had no hope. And in your eternal... counsel of the Godhead you've always loved us and had a purpose for us and we thank you that you sent us Jesus we thank you Jesus for coming and sacrificing yourself no one took your life you gave it up freely Thank you, Spirit of the living God, for pointing us to Jesus. And now, as your children, you continue to tell us and remind us that it's all about Jesus. And that we just need to remember to rest in Him. To trust in Him. 
to obey him, to love him, to let everything be about him. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray.